God's praise. Amen. I'm going to believe that He is. Amen. King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated today. God bless you. Thank you for coming and uh, hanging out with us before we enter into our holiday season. We hope that you guys have, everybody really has a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Christmas season with your family, friends, and whoever. We realize that uh, sometimes the holidays can be a very difficult time for people and um, families, so be sensitive to that and ask the Lord to use you to reach out to others and those around you, um, as we've been just talking about who God wants us to be in this uh, church. But exciting because, I mean, it's like, we, you know, this has been uh, a fascinating year, a great year. It's kind of gone really fast, but um, holidays are upon us, and I hope that you got all your shopping done and whatever else you do. Uh, there's always a handful of us that are wait till the right the day before, the night before, and uh, we won't take a show of hands, but uh, we know who you are. No, I'm just kidding, and uh, we don't know who you are, but uh, uh, it never really works too well, you know, trying to get out there. But some people are just really busy and haven't had any chance to shop and so that's just the way it is isn't it and uh, you know so many good things and special things about uh, this uh, time of the year and this holiday there's also a lot of funny things a lot of quirky things that uh, we share and we you know here at this time and and uh, you see uh, for instance I uh, heard this or read this sign recently where it said that there's four stages of a man's life it's when he number one he believes in Santa then he doesn't believe in Santa then he is Santa then he looks like Santa so, I don't, know. I don't know about that one, but there's a lot of, you know, things that we, lessons that learn, or stories are being told, and things that we share during this holiday, a lot of things, a lot of lessons and stories we know and, and we hear, uh, you know, things like, you know, Christmas needs to be in your heart all year round, not just once a year, things like that, and, you know, things like if, if you have a chance to realize all the things that you have in your life and all the people that are in your life, you realize that you really do have a wonderful life. You know, things like that. You know, we learn those things. And, you know, especially during this time, I think of the holidays, number one thing that we've learned over the years is never, ever should you leave your child home alone, right? So these are things that we learn and, and uh, stories that we hear around the holidays. And, uh, but, you know, obviously for us, it's about Jesus, amen, coming and the gift of salvation coming and coming to us and grace appearing to us and God's love being expressed through Jesus at this time. And so I just wanted to share a thought today. Um, not going to preach very long because uh, tonight I have another little sermon I'm going to give. So I guess if I give a little one today and a little one tonight, that'll be a big, big one, right? In one day. All right. So, uh, but uh, I thought, man, if I, if I really could work this thing, I could actually go right from this service right into the candlelight service. Uh, but I didn't think a lot of you would stick around for that. So um, in, in John chapter 6, we, we, uh, something very interesting that I was reading. I kind of wanted to lead in with something very familiar. And I'm just going to quote it to you. And, and it's a very precious, awesome scripture in John 3.16 that we find. Then we'll read John 6.51. But in John 3.16, the Bible says that for God so loved, so passionately loved the world, the earth, humankind, that he, what? gave. This is a time of giving, isn't it? That God gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Jesus would not die or perish, but have eternal life. And I love that scripture, and I don't think we should ever get tired of that scripture. How many believe that? Should never get tired of 
John 3.16. And that, how many learned that when you were a kid? Anybody? And you never forgot that. Never forgot. Thank God for the Sunday school teachers and parents that taught us that at an early age. But it's such a truth behind that scripture. Such a wonderful truth at this time that God gave. God gave. God didn't have to give, but he gave. We didn't ask God to give. We were looking for God to give. We didn't even want God to give, but he gave. Right? And he gave. And he gave so freely and so wonderfully. But you know, there's a scripture in John chapter 6, verse 51. I want to tie it in with what we're doing today in this holiday season, but also today in church and uh, this, uh, also this uh, season. But in John chapter 6, verse 51, Jesus declared that I am the living bread which came down from heaven. I came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, and that I will give, I will give for the life of the world. So Jesus says, I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. One of the things that I realize at this time is that God gave us the gift of life. This is what we celebrate as Christians, that right now we've been given the gift of life. And I believe there's kind of just four aspects of something that uh, this holiday season that we could focus on. That number one, God gave us the gift of life from heaven. We see that. God gave us a gift from heaven. And I believe also that the gift that he gave us is the gift of life. And I believe that everyone is to receive this gift. And then I believe that each of us should give away this gift. And how many believe that God gave us a gift of life, right? God gave us a gift from heaven. Jesus said that I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. I came from God. I came to you. I came down to the earth. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave, and he gave from heaven. So he gave us a gift from heaven. And you know, when someone gives you the gift, and, and thinking of the Lord giving us a gift, this is something that we didn't have before. I mean, you know, when someone gives you a gift, it's usually something you didn't have before. And if you get two toasters, you take one back, right? But he didn't have it before. This is something God gave us. We didn't have it before. It's brand new. God gave us this gift that we couldn't get ourselves. It was too costly. This is something that's, that God provided that we needed. How many can lift your hand to heaven and say, I needed Jesus. I need Jesus. Amen. I don't know when you give a gift to somebody, you try to give something that they really, really will like. And sometimes, like your children, you just give them things they need, like socks and deodorant. How many remember as a kid, that's what you got? Oh, you didn't like those gifts, pass over those gifts. How many got that? Amen. Anybody got those in your stocking or whatever, got those gifts, right? And your mom's like, you guys need it. And you're like, yes, I don't. <laughs> and uh, I wanted that truck or that car or that, you know, whatever, the toy. And, uh, but God gave us what we needed. He provided something that we needed. And when we think of the scripture uh, in John 3.16 that God gave, I also have to think of this scripture in Romans. In 3.23, Romans chapter 3.23 says this. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. How many know God's into giving gifts? And God gave us the greatest gift. God gave us himself and gave us what we needed, what we couldn't get ourselves and what we didn't have before. And it just was, amen, what we, we were looking for but didn't know it. And that is Jesus Christ. And so the Bible says that the wages of sin, or I like to think of it this way, is that one had a price tag, the other one was free. How many know the wages of sin has a price tag, but the gift of God is free? Amen? One of them, the wages of sin, has something that takes from you, but the gift of God gives to you. 
Amen. And that's so important about the gift that God gave us from heaven. And the other thing that I really like about this, and I see this in the scriptures and this time, and I was thinking about this, reflecting on this, is that this is not just a gift. This is the gift of life. Jesus is the living gift from God. Jesus is the living gift. That's why when Jesus said, I am the living bread, he didn't say it was a gift that uh, you know, was there and it was just kind of an object. Amen. How many know he came as a baby? He came as a human and he was a living soul, right? And so this gift from God is a living gift. I love that. And so if you think about this as John chapter 6 verse 51 as we read that Jesus said I'm the living bread. One of the things that Jesus describes himself as the gift that came from heaven is bread. Now you say well what does bread have to do with Christmas? (laughs) What does this scripture about bread have to do? Well it does have to do with communion obviously. But think about this, that bread is the one thing that came down from heaven, as Jesus said, because it is the source of life. Bread always speaks of the source of life, the source of strength, the source of nourishment. How many know Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus is the living bread, that's what he said, because it was the thing that we needed the most in mankind. It was the thing that we were lacking and we had no strength to save ourselves, but Jesus came as the living bread so we can be saved. Amen. Can you lift your hand in heaven and say, thank God for the living bread. Jesus came as the living gift, and I love that. Jesus uses this analogy of bread because really it's something that we take and we receive. It's something that you take in. It becomes a part of you, if you will. It's something that not just becomes a part of you, but strengthens you and nourishes you. It affects your whole body and your whole being. So Jesus uses this analogy for many reasons. But one of the things he, he, he uses this analogy of bread is because Jesus said, I'm the one that satisfies you. I'm the one that come down that satisfies the need of sin. I'm the one that comes down that satisfies your need for love, satisfies your need for hope and for joy. I'm the one that is the, that one that if you take and receive of me, you'll have what you need. And I'm, that's what Jesus is saying here, is that I'm the one that fills you and satisfies you. I'm the one that came down from heaven that you needed, that you couldn't get yourself, but God gave it to you freely. I mean, thank God for, amen, the bread came from heaven, Jesus. That, and really, it, it's also that provision. It's, as you look at, and you think about food or bread in the Bible, it always speaks of provision. It always speaks of when there was a need. God always supplied the need usually with bread or oil or something like that, right? And he always met the need. And so Jesus met the need because he said, I am the living bread. I just just wanted to go into this just a little bit. If you read in John chapter 6, Jesus not only says that he's the living bread, but back up to verse 35, something very interesting. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. And then he said in verse 48, I am that bread. So when he, goes, he, he had to describe, he said, you remember the bread that you heard about that came down from heaven in the Old Testament that God sent from heaven? Uh, and he said that fed the children of Israel when they didn't have anything to eat. And manna came down and, and bread came down and I fed them. He said, I am that bread. I'm like the bread that came down from the children of Israel and provided for them because they didn't have anything to eat. And he said, Jesus said, I am that bread. Isn't that neat? So he said, I am, the, I am the bread of life. He said, I am that bread. And then in verse 51, he said, I am the living bread. So essentially, Jesus was saying this. He said, I am now, I was, and I will be. I'm the present, I'm the past, and I'm the future. Amen? 
How many believe Jesus is all those? Amen. How many know, believe that Jesus was in the beginning? The Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right? In the very beginning, before time was, He was there. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad that Jesus is now? He's current. He's relevant. He's right now. Jesus is saying, I am the living bread. I'm right now. I'm current. Amen. I'm available. I'm relevant. And Jesus, as he said, I am, as he said, I am the bread of life. He said exactly the name that God gave Moses to tell Pharaoh. Tell Pharaoh that I am, that I am sent you. Amen? So what essentially what is he saying here? Jesus is saying, as just as he said in the Old Testament, I am the existing God. I am the everlasting Father. I always was. I will be. Come on, tomorrow I'll be there. I'm here today and I was there yesterday. I'm the everlasting God. I'm the existing God. I'm the eternal God. And when Jesus said, I am the living bread, he said, I am the everlasting bread of life. Not just here today at this time and 2,000 years ago and showed up in Jerusalem and he said, I'm the solution for the Jews' problems. I'm here to rescue you from the Romans. That's not what he was saying. He's saying, I'm here to be the answer for all of mankind. Amen. I'm here to answer the sin problem. Amen. Because I was, I am, and I will be. Jesus is current. How many believe that? Amen. I am. And, and when he said I am, and especially in the Old Testament, it means I am as I am, or I will be as I will be. I will be as I am, as another translation says. I love when Jesus said, I am the living bread. He said, I was the bread. I was the bread that came down from heaven back then. You heard those stories? That was me. He said, I'm the bread standing in front of you right now that you need, that I'm, God has provided for you, and I will be the bread, amen, when, when time has ended, when earth has ended, when you have, have, have uh, closed your eyes for the last time, I'll still be the bread of life. Amen. How many believe that he's in the present, the past, and the future? Amen. And I love that. Because God is giving the children of Israel and the promise in the Old Testament gives us that same promise. Amen. That just as we receive him just as he is, he will always be that way. He will never change. I am that I am. I love that. And he said, I will be... In the future, I am the living bread. I will be the bread. I will be that uh, bread that comes down. So in other words, when Jesus died and he rose from the, uh, the grave and he was ascended into heaven, amen, how many know there's still the time of grace? There's still a time for men to get saved. There's still hope for, the man, for mankind, right? Come on. That living bread is still available. That living bread is still alive. That, that, and Jesus is still that satisfaction, that nourishment. He's still saving people and delivering people. That didn't just happen one time. He's now. How many believe Jesus is now? And he said, I will be. And so I love that about the Lord. And I also love this about when Jesus said that. He, he really lets us know that he wants to be our savior of the past, the present, and the future. He doesn't want us just to say, you know what, I had a messed up past and I can't do anything about it. God can't do anything about it. I guess, uh, you know, I, once an alcoholic, I'm always going to be an alcoholic. Or once a sinner, I'm always going to be a sinner. But how many know God wants to do something about that? God can change your past. God can change your present. And God can change your future. Amen. And so Jesus said when he said, I'm the living bread. I'm the God that is the one that's going to save you. Amen. From the past, in the present, and the future. Amen. I love that about the Lord. And when Jesus showed up in John, in a pile of Patmos in front of John, he said, I am. 
I am the Alpha. I am the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the one that was and is and is to come. I'm the one that liveth. I, I died and I rose again. I am the living bread. I mean, today, you know, there's something about, amen, as we come to church and we hear the word of the Lord, we hear preaching from the Bible, amen. One of the things that Jesus let us know, that he gave us his word as like bread. Why? Because Jesus is in the word. And if Jesus is the bread and he gave us his word, the bread, how many know every time you read the scriptures and every time you get into the word, amen, you're taking, receiving Jesus, amen. You're receiving parts of Jesus, and I love that. Jesus really isn't a symbol of the Christian faith, but he's a source of life, both eternal and physical. And I love that about the Lord, that he's not just answers my eternal question of where will I end up, but he answers my everyday question of where am I going, who, where did I come from, and who God is, amen. How many believe that? Jesus does that. And I think that one of the things that, that really describes Jesus so well here is this bread. is because Jesus said that he was broken for us. That as we took communion today and we broke it, the Bible says that he was that bread that came down, but he also was broken. And you know, something was amazing about bread that you break it and then you distribute it to people and you give it to people and you give it to people. And how many know there's like, like that miracle of the, the loaves and fishes that Jesus did, it never ran out. I mean, no, you're never going to exhaust the life of God. You're never going to exhaust, amen, the source of God. Amen, the strength of God. I love that. And the third thing that I see about the scripture that Jesus says that the gift from God is that the gift is to be received by everybody. Jesus isn't, isn't just to be admired. He's to be received. He didn't just, you know, come as a baby just so we could look, oh, wow, Wow, that's so awesome. Uh, there's, you know, Jesus in the manger and we paint that picture and, and we love that and we all, you know, but how many know Jesus is to be received? He, he's to be accepted. He's to be uh, taken on our lives and we're to, amen, to believe in him and to be baptized in his name and filled with his spirit. How many know when you eat something, you usually get the effects of what you ate? They said you are what you eat. I don't know about that. But come on, somebody. And, and it affects you. It affects how you live and how you, how you breathe, how you, uh, you know, uh, work and how you do all these things. And Jesus is to be that bread that's received. And I think it's so important that we understand this and we, that we convey this message to people. That Jesus is, didn't come to be born just to be admired, but he came to be received. And that's so important for us that we receive Jesus. You know, you can appreciate God. You can appreciate Christianity. You can appreciate the cross. You can look at the cross and say, wow, isn't that great? Oh, wow, the Savior came. Wow, as a baby, and then he grew up, and he died for our sins and rose. And how many know you can appreciate God and yet never receive God? Never believe in him. You can go to church and hear about Christianity. You can hear about Jesus. You can hear about the gospel story and the nativity scene. And you can even act in it and sing about it. And you can even uh, almost believe in this holiday season. But how many know there's many people that don't receive Jesus, amen, of Christmas. Come on. They don't receive him. But Jesus is to be received. I like the story about that Jesus talks about here in Luke chapter 6. He goes in and he talks about the living bread and the bread that came down from heaven. He's also referring to something that we celebrated earlier, the Passover. In the Bible, there's a feast uh, that they celebrated every year. For seven days, they celebrated the feast of unleavened bread. Unleavened bread. 
what they would do is God um, told them and said, I, I want you to make bread, but I don't want you to put any yeast in it or don't put any leaven in it. And he said, just, just eat it plain. Just eat it unleavened bread. And that's what I want you to do. And I want you to eat it with a lamb. And as you eat the lamb, as they would cook the lamb and boil the lamb, then you had to eat the unleavened bread. And so this is a story we see here again in the Old Testament as we talked about it earlier. But what happened is, is that the reason God said that is because leaven was a type of sin. Leaven was a type of things that polluted our spirits, our soul, the things that, that polluted it and, and damaged it. And also leaven was something that puffed it up and made it bigger than it really was. And how many know that's like sin? Sin has a way of puffing it up and making you feel like you're a God, making you feel like you don't need God, making you feel like I, I don't need to Jesus. I, I can live without Jesus. I have all these riches and this and that, and I have all these other religions. I don't need Jesus, but how many know the Bible says you don't need that kind of stuff, and you're like, get that stuff out of your life. And Paul preached about it as well. He talked about the unleavened bread. He said it's like sin. He said, purge the leaven. Get it out of your life. Get sin out of your life. How many believe that God wants us to get sin out of our life? Come on, get the sin out of your life. And Jesus, when he said, I am the living bread, he's talking about I am the unleavened bread. I'm the bread that comes that you are, you get sin, remove sin out of your life. Aren't you glad for that? How many believe that if we confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all our sin? Two people, that's awesome. I believe that personally with all my heart. And he said, I want you to get the sin. And Jesus is a picture of that unleavened bread. He said, I am that leavened bread, the unleavened bread that came. I don't have any sin in me. And when you receive me, you'll be free from sin. Come on, amen. You'll be free from sin. But I like this about the unleavened bread, the feast of the unleavened bread. The more the feast went on, the, the focus and the emphasis was not about getting the leaven out. It was about putting the lamb in. Come on, somebody, amen. And how many know that, amen, when you get filled with Jesus, when you believe in Jesus and are baptized in Jesus' name, and you're filled up with His Spirit, amen, sin just kind of moves aside. Sin gets kind of crowd, crowded out, amen, and you get pushed out. And so there is a work that God does in our heart that He removes sin, but He fills us with His goodness, His righteousness, His joy, His peace, His love. Come on, somebody. And that's why it's important that we receive Jesus. Because the more you receive Jesus, the less of yourself, the, more, the less of sin that you'll have. Amen. And those things are pushed aside. Those things are pushed out. How many know you can't keep dirt in a cup that stays under a constant flow, a fountain that's flowing? Amen. How many know after a while that cup's going to get filled up with what's coming out? And all the stuff that was in there is going out. Amen. And so we, we receive Jesus as the unleavened bread. Jesus said, I am the living bread. Just like this, that we receive the righteousness of Jesus, the true bread of life. Amen. So this gift is to be received by everybody. I love that. And also the Bible says that by receiving the bread of life, that in verse 54 of the same chapter, it says that we have eternal life. It also says that Jesus dwells in us and we dwell in him or live in him. He said, also, you'll live by me. You'll live by my strength. I'm going to keep you alive. I'm going to keep you going. Amen? Everybody over 60 said amen. I'm going to keep you going. I'm going to keep you living. And he said in verse 58, you're going to live forever. I love that. If you receive this bread, which Jesus said is me, by the way, amen, you're going to live forever. How many are thankful that you're never going to die? 
Come on, that blows me away. You're going to live forever. You're going to live forever, he said. However, in verse 53, we see this warning that Jesus said, if you do not receive the bread of life, you have no life inside of you. You have no life in you. You have no life about you. There's no future. There's no present. Your past is dead. Your present's dead. Your future's dead. You have no life in you. I can't, Jesus said, I can't be your past. I can't be your present. I can't be your future. I can't be the living bread. I can't be the one that's giving you the source of strength and the source of joy and the source of hope. I can't give you eternal life. You won't live forever, he said. Come on. Am I preaching to Christians this morning, right? Why? Because the Bible even declares that God so loved the world that he gave that whoever doesn't receive this bread shall perish, the Bible says. And that's the staggering truth. That's the sobering truth of the gospel is that Jesus wants to be received by everybody, needs to be received. That's why it's important that we don't just do good works and we just say, okay, God bless you, I'll meet your need, and God bless you, I'll leave you the way you are. But how many know we've got something more to give than just money and clothes and shelter? We've got love and peace and joy from Jesus to give. He is the living bread, amen. And finally, not only does... Uh, God wants everyone to receive this gift, but God wants us to give this gift away. The Bible says that it's better to receive a gift, or to give, than to receive. And then he later says that freely you receive, freely give. How many know we, it didn't cost you anything to get saved? Aren't you glad for that? Because most of you are broke anyways. <laughs> it cost you anything. Aren't you glad that you don't have to give money to the church to be saved? You don't have to give all this, come up with this amount of money and, and then travel Jerusalem and come on. You don't have to have gold. You don't have to have silver. You don't have to have a fancy house, a big house or a car. You don't have to have any riches to receive salvation from Jesus. It's free. And, but God wants us to give this free gift away. And that's the message, and that's the, the, really that we carry uh, in our hearts every day when we get up and we go to work or we go to our family and we see our neighbors in our, our city, we pray about our city. We're thinking of, Lord, how can we give this gift away? How can we give this wonderful, beautiful thing that you gave to us freely, how can we give it away freely? How can we give it to somebody else? Because I believe the greatest gift that we could offer to other people is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Jesus came when we didn't want him, we weren't looking for him, we didn't need him, we didn't think we needed him, but he came anyways. And the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He gave us when we didn't deserve a gift. He gave to us when we didn't want a gift, and he gave to us when we didn't think that we needed a gift, but he gave himself anyways. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. And so this is the gift that we need to give away. His word and the gospel and his word is peace and joy, the Bible says. It's love, it's righteousness. These are the things that people need. These are the things that we needed. And these are the things that we received for free. These are the things that we need to freely give. Amen. So my challenge to you is that we need to give this gift away. I'm very thankful for the gift that came from heaven. Aren't you glad for the gift of God, gift of life today? Amen. Can we stand on our feet? Amen. And we're just going to pray. I'm going to ask the altar workers to come. And we're just going to take a moment. Today, if you came and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you've heard about him, you, you know he's a baby in a manger, maybe even a crucifix, but you really don't know him. God sent Jesus to die on the cross so that you would know him and you would have a relationship with God once again. That's what it means to repent, to come back to that place of relationship and perfect fellowship 
with God Almighty. Amen. And Jesus did this. Amen. It all came at that night, amen, that he was born. And this gift that God sent is for you. So today, I, I want to just put this out there today, that if you're here and you said, I've never received the gift of salvation, I want to receive the gift of salvation that came through Jesus Christ. Can we just bow our heads today and close our eyes? Let's pray. Amen. I want you to receive the gift that God gave to you, which is the gift of grace. Amen. But while we were yet sinners, while we were liars and deceivers and we, in our lust, in our uh, dishonesty, in, uh, in getting away from God, and we, we thought that we were a God unto ourselves, we made a God in our minds and we worshipped that and we worshipped everything else but the God of heaven, this is sin. And the Bible says that we, the wages of sin, the payment of sin leads to death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And today if you say, Brother Matt, I want to receive this free gift of salvation that God gave to me personally when he sent Jesus into the world. The Bible says that we repent, we confess that Jesus is Lord, and you will be saved. You will be rescued. You, the death angel will pass over your life, and you'll be saved, the Bible says, from death to life. Hallelujah today in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for this time of being together. We thank you for the season that we can celebrate the birth of our Savior, the coming of grace, the appearing of grace, the start of something wonderful and beautiful that we hoped for for years and years and people talked about and talked about and then it happened and it came and it's real today. We thank you, Lord. Help us, Lord, just give this gift away that we've received free, this gift of salvation that you sent, Lord. We just thank you for the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ today, Lord. I pray, Lord, for all those who don't know you, Lord, that they will seek you out and they'll learn about you and talk about you, Lord, till they discover your gift for them, which is free through Jesus Christ. We just give you all the praise and all the glory. We ask your richest blessing in all the families and all the, all the people and the church, Lord, and the congregation. Congregation, Lord, as they gather with family this week and, and friends who some, some don't know the Lord. They don't have the gift of life. Lord, we pray that we would be the carriers of life, the dispensers of life as we gather with our family and friends, Lord. I pray you bless everyone in their, amen, and, and their gift giving and their gift receiving this week, Lord. And it's in the precious name of Jesus we pray, amen.